Hey, this is Clay. Hey. hey, Clay. You've got Sarah and Brent on the line. How are you? Great. How are you doing, Sarah? Wonderful. Brent, how are you doing? Doing good, sir. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you. Hope your holidays were great. Yeah, they were pretty good, and the year's off to a pretty good start. But uh, you guys came out of the, the gate shooting shooting big time here. <laughs> we brought the big guns this year, didn't we? I tell you, well, I remember talking to the Goldman Sachs folks. What was that, like the summertime or something? Um, I, gosh, it was probably – we started talking with them in about uh, September. So, and yeah. I was like, hmm, I wonder what's happening, I wonder what's happening. And then, bam! I mean, you know. <laughs> so yeah, let's you know the the you know there's a couple big things we can talk about. One is the um, is obviously the acquisition, and we want to talk about that for sure. Um, but if you want to talk, you know, if you have any questions, you want to talk a little bit about our rationale for the Goldman deal. Why Goldman? Why that much money? You know, those kinds of things. I'm happy to address that first if you want. Yeah, I was going to ask because when you see a number of the rounds of funds being raised by these tech companies, particularly in your area, you don't see Goldman involved very often. So uh, maybe talk about why Goldman was uh, was a good partner for this. Yeah, totally. So you're right. Um, and it's funny because we didn't, when we put to our list together of who we wanted to go talk to, we didn't have Goldman on the list. Um, we had uh, we had We had engaged with you know, many different firms over the past couple of years. And so we had a good list of about 10 late-stage investors that were pretty big into SaaS and that had some uh, pretty strong appetite around sales and marketing automation, and um, some of whom we felt like were pretty, pretty focused on small business as well. But Goldman wasn't on that list. We had we had great conversations. Uh, we were received really, really well in the market. Um, I think our, I think what we saw was, um, you know, we were able to get multiple term sheets with good, good terms. Um, what what ended up happening was, right toward the end of the, right toward the end of the term sheet process, uh, Goldman called me and said, Hey, we've been tracking you guys for a while. Uh, we're we're super interested in talking with you, and so we we ended up talking with them, and it just went really really well. I think if I had to summarize why Goldman, because um, we we had choices, we had some other great people, but I would put it this way: number one, they had a real desire to and, and an appetite to invest in small business, and that was a surprise to me, but it was extremely refreshing and exciting. So that was the first thing. The second thing was they really had a long-term approach. And it's kind of funny because you talk to late-stage investors and they always say that they have a long-term approach. But you can kind of get a sense for whether these are people that want to put some money in for a couple, three years and then and then flip it after the company goes public. And Goldman really is interested in, in us over over a long stretch and that's you know that was just super important to us so when you take those first two things of small business passion that we share and a long-term focus that we share the third thing was just the fact that it was Goldman and to have you know to have somebody that can be that kind of partner for us 
and provide that sort of validation to us as we go out and create a big business in, in the world of small business, we felt like that was going to be something that would serve us really well in the future. So that's the way I'd best summarize it is small business, long-term focus, and good validation. Is it the sign that marketing automation is going mainstream at the small business level now? So, yeah, I think you're right, Brent. You know, for us, you know, Infusionsoft is, it is marketing automation, it is CRM, it is e-commerce, it's, it's sales and marketing automation, but there's no doubt about the fact that a big part of, of um, what we do is marketing automation and a big part of what Goldman Sachs sees is marketing automation. They also see, um, as do we, and as we, we've been working on this more and more, but they really believe that, as we do, that the combination of CRM and marketing automation is a special thing for small businesses. And so, um, you know, I, it's going to be interesting this year to see how the marketing automation space evolves because, because with, with the Eloqua acquisition, that, you know, that kind of raises some interesting questions and, and sort of reinvokes the age-old question that has been around of what Salesforce is going to do. But, and, you know, and Salesforce is not just staying in their sales sphere. They're, they're doing things in social media and, and in marketing, social marketing. And so there's interesting stuff afoot in terms of what's going to happen with um, the industry itself, what's happening with Marketo and HubSpot. You know, I think we could conceivably see a couple of IPOs this year, and so um, it's really interesting. And for us, you know, we we love to be a part of the the marketing automation space and and fervor and enthusiasm. Um, but we really look at it as being necessarily combined with CRM. And we, you know, we feel like um, we feel like the 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 world is is seeing that in many ways. And so. You know, big question in my mind is if you and I are here talk if you and I here are here talking in a year, will we have seen more consolidation in marketing automation, or are we going to see um, more independence begin to evolve with a couple of IPOs that that don't want to be uh, companies acquired into CRM companies? So, I don't know. That it's interesting to me. What what's your take? Well, uh, so. I have to say that my January column for Sierra Magazine, which I did write back in September, I, the, the topic was, my prediction was marketing automation go, does go mainstream at the small business level in 2013. And, and that was before I found out about what you guys are doing. So you guys Awesome. Are, you guys make me look good. So that's, uh, <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, I totally believe that's true. And, but, you know, no, I think, um, I mean, you talk about yeah, with the Eloqua deal and, and what uh, Pardot getting bought by the folks at Exact Target and Mark, Microsoft buying Marketing Pilgrim and yep. Marketing Pilot. And so it's just, and of course, what Oracle did before they bought um, uh, Eloqua with Vitru and Collective Intellect. I mean, and of course, Salesforce buying Buddy Media. So. Um, I think it's still the ball is still rolling and all this stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree, and I, you know, at the at the very low end of the of the market with these with the true small businesses that we serve, we just see more and more the appetite to have sales and marketing go together. Yeah. And and I feel like, 
you know, at the enterprise level, it makes it makes more sense or it's more feasible for a standalone marketing automation solution that that plugs into or is integrated with the other the CRM and other systems. Um, we just we just see you know in these companies that are just less sophisticated, that's that integration is just one more challenging thing they've got to try to figure out. And you know our we feel like the momentum we continued to build last year is just more and more validation of small businesses saying, you know what, you got that all in one thing, let's do that. <laughs> we like that idea. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what Grow Social will bring to Infusionsoft. So first of all, yeah. talk about why you guys bought them. Yeah, you bet. So uh, two big reasons, um, and 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 both. Well, the, I'll tell you straight out the two re, two big reasons. First, we recognize that to do all-in-one sales and marketing software for small businesses, lead generation needs to be a more pr a prominent part of the solution. And we early on were much more of a um, lead conversion company, but over the last couple of years, we've really embraced the idea of it's not just about conversion, it's also about lead generation. So the first reason is lead generation. The second reason is social media being in an absolutely necessary part of the sales and marketing suite for small businesses. And so when you look at, I think you and I may have talked about this uh, last year at some point, but what we've seen over the last 18 months or so is a, an, an evolution from social media being an interesting part of small businesses lead generation activities and, and customer relations activities to becoming um, an important part to becoming a necessary part. And I think that that, you know, is, we, we're, we've probably been, um, you know, we're pretty, you, you know us pretty well, we're, we're pretty pragmatic people. We're not going to just go out and go tell everybody what they should be doing. We're going to be pretty measured about looking at what really drives results for customers. And as it does, then we're going to be very strong advocates about what small businesses should be doing. And, and you know, to be totally honest, our, our take was two years ago that social media was useful for companies in monitoring brand. It was interesting for big businesses and it was promising in a lot of ways, but we didn't see a lot of just hardcore practical value for small businesses and how they were extracting that value. Um, a year ago, that began to change quite a bit. You know, that, that had changed quite a bit, and we were starting to see some pretty interesting and pretty uh, strong data that showed that um, small businesses were able to, to generate interest and generate leads using uh, social media platforms, in particular Facebook. Um, but Twitter was also starting to show some real interesting stuff. And, um, and then as the year progressed, we just saw more and more that when small businesses are out there trying to get the word out, they were, they were beginning to do it very effectively through social platforms. And so for us, um, about the middle of last year, our, our thesis was pretty clear that, that we, we needed to... Um, not, we, we couldn't afford to just go and develop it on our own. We needed to go and, and, and get the expertise and the innovation and the thinking that 
others had spent a few years putting into it and that the best way for us to do that would be to acquire a company. So we looked at a number of different opportunities, um, but but you know I, I can tell you in a second specifically about Grow Social, but just in general in terms of why we did it, it's about being strong in lead generation and being um, being powerful in our in our social capabilities, our social lead gen capabilities that we offer to small businesses. So this is really about getting the leads, getting uh, putting some process around helping your your small business customers use social to create leads and then move into what you guys have done best over the years. Yeah, you're exactly right. And you you may recall at InfusionCon last year and and when you and I talked about when I gave you a, a sneak preview of the spring release, yep. we we began last year to develop some uh, some additional lead generation capabilities to go beyond just the, the lead capture with web forms, which we've always done, but to, to enable our customers to put a little code on their website and track visitors and create visitor records and then begin to nurture those visitors and turn them into leads. And that was something that we began uh, development on about a year and a half ago when we said, okay, we're going to get really serious about uh, building a list and generating leads for our customers. So we began creating some things, but you hit the nail on the head. This is about really taking a big step forward in terms in terms of our lead generation capabilities that we offer our customers. Do you have any idea of how this will impact the stuff you already do well? Um, what we'll be what we'll be doing is we will be um, kind of uh, organizing all of this all of the lead generation list building capabilities in one area. So that our our customers can um, can when when they have when the job is let's go uh, generate more interest and build a list that I can communicate with they go into one area of the software and they have different tools that they can use to help them to help build that list. And so, why specifically Grow Social? Yeah. Um, so there were a few things. First, they were very much about small business. And you know that should come as no surprise that pretty much everything we do in terms of hiring people, raising venture capital, partnering with companies, acquiring companies, we've got to have a, a kindred spirit with folks about helping small businesses succeed. And so first and foremost, it was the fact that Grow Social really was um, fired up about helping small businesses and the vast, vast majority of their customers were small businesses, and that's who they want to serve. That's where their passion lies. Um, the second was we were very impressed with their leadership team, uh, their founders. So there's, there are three co-founders there, and we were just, um, I mean, frankly, we were in awe of the deep thinking that they've done over the last uh, three years or so in solving the lead generation problem using social media for small businesses. And um, we were just, you know, frankly, a little bit smitten by their understanding, their expertise, their, their understanding that it's not just about capturing a lead, but it's, all, it's about nurturing that lead and, and developing a relationship with that lead. And it's, you know, the, the, the combination of social lead generation and CRM in their mind was so powerful. And they, as they began talking about what their future plans were 
it was it was so similar to what the way we thought about nurturing leads and customers through CRM and, and sales and marketing automation. So there was just a real, um, you know, we were we were just impressed with their their deep understanding of of social media for small businesses. And then um, the the next thing was the location was pretty nice because they're in Utah. Uh, it's not a, it's not too difficult a, a trip, and just just from a logistical standpoint, it made a lot of sense. But the most important thing was that um, the culture of the companies just really felt like it would be successful. It would be a successful integration. And um, you know, I'm no, I'm 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 not brilliant, but I'm smart enough to know that acquisitions usually uh, succeed or fail based on the cultural integration. Yep. And, and it was very clear to me that we could make a great, this could be a great win in terms of our cultures. There was just great compatibility that started with the founders, kind of founder to founder, but um, leadership team to leadership team, and then down to a person and their developers and, and their affiliate marketer. I mean, just, down, just all through the line of their, of their employees, there was just a really great, um, just a really uh, a really great uh, kind of shared purpose that we have, and that was fun to have it be kind of unveiled over time. You know, at first it was wow, the founders really got along, and then it was the management team members really got along, and then you know we'd start to go down the due diligence path, and each time we got to spend more time with each other in kind of cross pollinating situations, it was just it just felt kind of magic, and so. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, Brent, I, I've seen a lot of acquisitions. I've been on both sides of them. Um, I, I've never seen one where there's this kind of just esprit de corps right, right, out, right from the get-go. Any overlap or what percentage of overlap in customers do you guys have? Do you have some shared customers? No, you know, we, we actually, just, just a couple. It's, it's really uh, hardly any overlap at all which is a testament of just how big the small business market is. Um, but we really don't have much overlap. We, they, we've created an integration. Uh, in fact, that we, we began, they became a customer of Infusionsoft oh, eight, ten months ago just through our, uh, this, this whole relationship began to develop about a year ago, first as a business development opportunity, and then they became a customer, and then they started to realize just how powerful the combination of, of our uh, technologies could be, and so we began having conversation with them kind of late summer on a more serious note in terms of, of joining the companies. But, um, you know, there's really hardly any overlap right now. We feel like there's just great opportunity in terms of cross-marketing, and we feel like there's an awesome opportunity because we generate about 15,000 leads every month, and, and uh, only about... 4,000 of those are, are really um, ready to, for us to have sales-type conversations with them. And so we've got 10 to 15,000 potential leads every month that we think if they, they may not be ready for a, the full sales and marketing suite that Infusionsoft offers, but the vast majority of them would like to generate leads, and we think we've got a great solution for them. There's a few phases of the integration, and right now the first phase for us is is actually getting um, Grow Social into Infusionsoft and enabling um, 
you know, in, enabling customers, in, Infusionsoft customers to get the benefit of social lead gen. And again, that's, you know, that's consistent with our thesis from the beginning, which was we believe the sales and marketing automation suite for small businesses should include social lead gen. And so that's really the first priority. Uh, it's what we're, we're really focused on right now. Uh, with InfusionCon coming here in a couple of months, we feel like there's no time to lose in getting some, uh, some early wins on it and some success stories. So that's really that's the number one thing we're focused on, but, but right behind that is the, the other side of that, which is enabling Grow Social customers to get, um, to get the power of Infusionsoft. And, and really, I mean, if you, if you think about it in some ways, Infusionsoft solves the problem that Grow Social creates. Does this change at all the target audience you guys are going after? Are you still staying 25 and under? True as can be, my friend. <laughs> I have to ask that. Just, you know, I've seen things change with companies as they get more, you know, involved in more aspects of, you know, lead generation and qualification and all that stuff. Sure. No, I, I totally understand. It's, it's the norm. It's, it's definitely not uh, what we're doing. We, we are totally focused and more than ever, I would say, on serving that true small business. Does this change any of the target audiences within small business that you, you, you think you'll attract? That's a really great question. We don't right now. That, that's not uh, part of the thesis in doing this deal. Um, but we do think that there's a chance that it could evolve and could help us to get more into retail where um, we're traditionally we're much more focused on service businesses and our, our initial push with Grow Social and the integration of what we're doing will be about serving the same kinds of customers we're serving today. And yet we have a, a sneaking suspicion that down the road it could help us to get into businesses where the average ticket size is smaller, where you know, that's typically in the retail space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can definitely see it as you guys make it easier for these companies to do lead generation i could see other types of very small businesses get attracted to this and and, and start looking at it yep this was really important to us you know you, you said why grow social and i kind of went right past the obvious one we love the product <laughs> we, you know we we got super excited about it because the drag-and-drop paradigm is very similar to what we do with our campaign builder. Um, we, the way that they have built the product from the beginning, it's, it's really um, intuitive and easy, and we, we feel like, you know, we think you'll see that as we take you through it, but we're just, we're super excited about the, about the capabilities of the product and, and, and how customers can get at those capabilities in an easy way. And that, you know, that's kind of the, that was the beginning of us even having the discussion, and then as we went through, we found, you know, we found the great uh, kindred spirit that we had with the founders and the culture and the location and the small business passion and all those other things that I mentioned. But but it all starts with product. 